0: Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy
1: Collection, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like
0: green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s.
1: Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owners' racist remarks
0: captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charged the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill.
1: FX's Clip, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
0: For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right. The OG hair removal. Nair saves me so much time. And the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience smell for yourself try the reformulated nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide
2: and online happy pride from tomboy x we just dropped our pride 24 collection queer founded queer run and creating size and gender inclusive underwear swimwear and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin visit tomboyx.com to shop
3: this is teddy teapot with teddy mellencamp
0: Hey guys, welcome to this week's Teddy Tea Pod. Um, Before we dig into today's topic, which is, you know, ways to ease the stress of remote learning for parents and what the effects will be for kids um, going into the school year next year, whether it's remote or in person, I kind of just felt like I wanted to talk with my producers who are going to, you know, help me through this a little bit, Danielle and Tori on what's kind of going on in, in, in my world. Um, I don't know. I posted on my social media and I felt really uneasy about doing it, but it actually was a blessing because there was so many moms that commented that they had gone through a similar situation that I'm going through with Dove. Um, the backstory is, um, at Dove's two month appointment, I took her in and the pediatrician said, oh, it looks like she might have torticollis, um, which my son had, which wasn't, you know, super alarming to me. Um, and, it, you know, she may end up being in, needing to go into a doc band or, a, you know, the helmet and, or, you know, she may need some physical therapy. Why don't you start in physical therapy now? And then we'll see where she is at her next appointment. So we started her on f- in physical therapy and then, um, And her next appointment, her follow-up appointment, the doctor was like, yeah, we're definitely leaning in the direction of needing the, the doc band. Um, but before you go to those specialists, I want you just to go to this neurosurgeon just so he can have a look. Um, so immediately after, um, I went into the neurosurgeon and you know, right now you can't go into the hospitals with your significant other. So I was just by myself with Dove and I thought it was mainly just like a routine check. And immediately he was like, Teddy, we, we have to take her and to get um, a CT scan. And they walked me over and like getting a CT scan for a baby is already like a thing because you have to like put their head in this little space and they're nervous. And my mind is like racing a mile a minute. And then I was like waiting for the results. And I didn't, all of a sudden I had like all this worry and panic. And then that night they called and said that she has something called, um, lambdoid craniosynostosis and she's going to need neurosurgery. Um, so, you know, that's booked for, uh, July 30th and it's like, um, two days in the NICU after the surgery. And then it's, um, you know, four a four to five days in the, in the hospital. And there's just so many unknowns and, you know, Daddy, I
4: have- I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like when you texted us, my heart literally broke. And I just, I like how, and, and I just like want to hear more about the process of like how you were by yourself with this. I know, you know, like obviously like I'm sure you were texting with Edwin, but like how how did you navigate that as the couple? Like not, you know, him not being able to be there. I'm sure he was so upset about that as well.
0: You like, know, when, uh, m- my husband in general, he's such like a fixer, you know, like when something's wrong, he's immediately such a positive force. But like when I came home that day, like, it didn't really hit him yet. Like when I was explaining it to him. Um, but he was just like super, super positive, which was great. But also I was like, I need you to just let me like crumble for a second. And then it was the next day where he came in with me to the doctor because they brought us both back in to explain. They let us both come in to explain the surgery Um, that, you know, I think it really hit home. And I mean, we both, you know, have our faith and we know that, you know, it's going to be okay, but we definitely, it's a struggle right now. Um, You know, just the thought of her being in the hospital. And, you know, they're saying, her face is going to be really swollen after the surgery and she's not going to know what happened. And so it's, it's definitely one of those like trying times, you know, where you're definitely just like one foot in front of the other.
4: And then how do you explain this to your other three kids? Like how, how was that conversation? Do they understand what's
0: happening? I don't, know. No, like- I don't The biggest thing that they understand is mommy's is leaving going to be gone for, you know, six days with death. And that's, you know, something that's going to be hard for them as well. And, um, you know, in one way, it's great that Edwin will be home with them. But in another way, it's going to be hard that he can't be in the hospital with me. You know, so it's it's just one of those things. And, you know, all I want to do is, like, make sure that I'm in the best possible mind space for her by then. And, you know, there's those highs and lows of anxiety and like feeling know i just want to protect her and make sure that she's going to feel safe and good and so yeah i definitely have a heavy heart and then you know waking up and seeing in the news today about naya rivera i know you guys that are listening to this episode you're going to be listening to a couple days after we recorded it so but it really just made me made my heart feel so heavy and so sad um, and I think that so many of us right now just need hope and need like faith. And you know, there's been a lot of dark days. And you know, I hope that today's episode we can dig into for ways for parents to cope and work through things um, and just put our faith into knowing that you know we're going to be okay.
4: Yeah, I feel like today is like the ultimate parents like and, like uh, guides to just getting through what's happening right now, especially with our kids. I mean, there's just so much happening with just personal things like stuff that you're experiencing, but also, you know, how do you explain what's happening and what's going on in the world to your children? And, you know, how do you make them understand in their, their words and how do you cope and get them through this? And there's just a lot of anxiety and uncertainty and, sadness. And, you know, we all need those tools to help get us through what's going on right now.
0: No, I feel the same way. And I'm, I'm grateful to you guys for, you know, helping me out. And we have some amazing, amazing guests today, um, in all different avenues of the, you know, teaching and parenting and learning space. So um, I'm excited to get get started on that. And, you know, if I'm a little all over the place today, you guys give me a little grace because, um, you know, I'm doing the best that I can. And I know that you guys are all doing the best that you can. And I, um, thank everybody for tuning in. You guys, I'm so excited to bring on our first guest, Una Hansen. She has been doing something super cool and fun and different with her kids, which I absolutely love. It's called the Common Sense Camp. I'm gonna ha- get her on, have her talk to us a little about it. It's so positive. It's something that we can do. It's something tangible we can do with our families and I love it.
2: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You like to watch the new stuff,
0: right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time.
1: Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump.
0: But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So
1: come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you
0: on Hulu. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. It takes so much time out of your day, and you may cut yourself by accident. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right the OG hair removal. Not only do I love my Nair, my daughter Slate does as well. My mom used to let me Nair when I was her age, but it was not the best smell back then. But now, Nair smells so dang good. Nair will save so much time, and the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new Sensational Shower Creams and Body Creams. Like I said, they all smell amazing. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. I also recommend the Nourishing Oat Milk and Vanilla Body Cream. I swear, the scent lasts on your body for hours. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online.
5: If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, but it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zin pouch in is you. Zin is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zin pairs well with you. Visit Zin.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zin. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
0: Okay, guys, super excited, Una Hanson. She has the Common Sense Camp. Can you just give me a little background and information on this? I love it.
6: You know, it's funny. um, It actually started out as a joke. So for years, my husband and I have kind of marveled at some of the things our kids couldn't do on their own. you know, yeah, they could read the whole Harry Potter series in first grade, but could they, you know, figure out how to water a plant or take out the trash? So, (laughs) you know, we would joke that they needed common sense camp. So fast forward to this year where their sleepaway camps got canceled because of coronavirus and the light bulb went on. Oh my gosh, we need to actually have common sense camp this summer. You know, we have all this time together as a family because we have the luxury of being able to work from home. And, uh, we thought, let's make a plan. And I, you know, I'm an educator. So I was like, Oh, designing curriculum. And, you know, I ordered camp t-shirts and we went all in. And uh, so I wrote about it. And then, you know, I think everyone's so hungry for something like this, something positive, especially parents who are just have been in a horrible few months. Um, So yeah, I'm excited to share more about it.
0: And for us that aren't, aren't quite as creative and, (laughs) um, you know, educated in this department, how would you recommend for us to get started on doing this type of thing with our family or even some of us that work from home but have less time to do something like this? Right.
6: Yeah, this is not an all-day camp. And, you know, this is not something where, you know, you're putting your kid on a Zoom. This is something you're doing with them hands-on, ideally for at least part of the time. Um, So I actually wrote a parent guide, kind of a how-to, how to get started. Um, but the most important thing is just to decide as a family that you're going to do this, um, and commit to it and pick the topics that are most important to your family and write them down and have a, you know, have a plan. It doesn't have to be super elaborate, but, you know, picking, let's say, you know, we did kitchen confidence week a few weeks ago, and we decided let's figure out what skills our kids need. And we started slow. And, you know, by the end of the week, the kids were making fresh pasta from scratch. You know, my younger one had never even made pasta, like from a box before. (laughs) So my my daughter is 17 and my son is 12. So my kids are older. But, you know, you can start this. I mean, I have families doing this whose, you know, kids are in preschool. And, you know, so in my parent guide, I have it kind of broken down into beginner, intermediate and advanced. So you can kind of figure out where your kids are. Um, and start small. It could be as you know, simple as you know, a toddler can help fold washcloths, um, and really feel part of contributing to the family. So it doesn't have to be. You don't have to make fresh pasta. <laughs> it's not one <laughs> size. It's not one size fits all. I was
0: like, um, I don't know how to make fresh pasta. I need the common yeah. sense guide.
6: <laughs> well, you know, that's the best part. You know, I had never made fresh pasta before either. And so that's the nice thing. You don't have to be an expert yourself in all of these things. Um, you can learn right alongside your kids. And that is huge for kids to kind of have you learning with them. You're not this sort of all-knowing, perfect being. Um, yeah, if they didn't know that before, they're learning that now because we're getting a lot <laughs> more time together. So, you know, I think it's really um. It's really great to learn with them. So, you know, I don't know how to change a tire. Let's Google it or let's ask so and so. And they can, you know, we can connect with them over Zoom or maybe if we're outdoors, if it's safe, we could do it with masks and and learn hands on from a friend or a neighbor. So, this is not all falling on the parents. Um, But if you're, you know, if, if parents are working just crazy hours and you don't have time, this could even be, you know, once a week on a weekend, you say, okay, kids, we're gonna learn. know one thing about how to do laundry let's learn how to separate lights from darks or let's pick you know let's learn how to fold a towel um and just those little steps along the way builds their sense of confidence and then down the road that's one less thing as a parent that you have to do yourself so your kids can start to take more and more responsibility so a little bit of investment of time up front as a parent could save you time you know, down the road.
0: I know. <laughs> That's for sure. And what do you think the best way for parents to help their kids understand what's going on right now?
6: You know, that is a, it's really tough and it's very age dependent and developmental, you know, you have to be developmentally appropriate because um, you could have a very mature, you know, eight-year-old and you could have a very, um, you know, young teenager, right? So you really have to kind of Know your kid. Um, I think the most important thing is when they have questions to, you know, respond with your own question. Well, what do you think? What have you heard? Because sometimes as parents we jump to conclusions and we might launch into a lecture about something that had nothing to do with the child's question. So it's really good. This is true for things like the birds and the bees or death, or you know any of these heavy topics. It's really important to pause and ask them, oh, I'm so glad you asked that. Tell me more um, and get a sense of where they're coming from. There is a great list of books for young kids that talk about just general anxiety, but also the actual coronavirus. Um, actually, the Today Show online has a great collated list oh, of okay. you know, picture books. And so for really little ones, that it, it's a really great list of resources I highly recommend to parents.
0: So they should go on the the today show online and they have the list. Okay, perfect.
6: Sure. And I can send you that link if you want to put it in the oh, show that notes would be or great. whatever. And then
0: yeah. you guys, if you're following me on Instagram, I'll make sure to do a swipe up when this episode airs. Um, because I definitely have noticed little things with my kids. Like we, I didn't even realize it, but I guess we were in the car one day and one of the radio stations said something like, guys are opening up schools. And it was right as school was ending this year. And the rest of the day, my daughter was kind of like, in a low. And I was like, Hey, what's up, honey? And she was like, mom, I heard they're opening up schools and my school's over for the year. And I was like, what do you mean you heard? And she's like, Well, it was on the, it was a commercial on the radio that that happened. And nobody told me at my school and I didn't even get to go in. And like, she had taken herself down this own spiral and I I didn't even hear it on the radio. Like I was just mindlessly driving, like not even thinking about it. So kids are really picking up little clues, any little detail that they can. And especially with not having their peers to discuss this with, I've definitely found that like, they're not missing anything.
6: A 100%. I mean, even even toddlers that have been protected from news, they know that something is different, right? Our schedules are different. Maybe Grammy grandma used to come over for dinner on Thursdays. She can't come anymore. You know, there's that kind of background tension and anxiety that parents are feeling. So even really little kids know something is up. And I think the most important thing is that, you know, we let them know it's okay to express those worries. We don't have all the answers. We can't fix anything. Yeah. But that's actually a great gift for kids to know that It's okay to be uncomfortable, and things will will pass. Right, that old expression, "This too shall pass." And they're building that sense of like, I can be comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, But it's also okay to, you know, distract them a little. It's it's not healthy to have that kind of chronic stress um, for any of us. So it's really important that we find those little moments of joy, distraction, um, finding new routines. You know, if you you know, our kids' routines have been so disrupted. Um, so, you know, one thing we did in our family is we started doing a Sunday morning walk around a lake that has ducks and geese and it became like this nice new ritual. Like every Sunday, let's, we'd call it, let's go check on the goose gang. And, you know, my kids are older, but they still like, there's still that little kid in there that wants sort of that, that fun. And it was a nice break.
0: Yeah. A change of scenery. I've noticed yeah. that completely with my kids too. And, and also just keeping something saying what we're going to do something and continuing to do it. Yes. You know, like our morning walks or whatever it is. And then the only other thing that I'm kind of curious about, and I don't know if you know the answer to this or how, but like, um, my baby dove, she was born right as this happened. And so she doesn't really know anyone but us. Um, and when we go to a doctor's appointments, but when we go out, I have a mask on mm-hmm. So all of a sudden she's almost fearful of, of me or the doctor because she's, you know, she's either in our home where we don't have masks on or we're out. And now all of a sudden mommy and this strange person is speaking. It's almost like stranger danger. So like how to work around something like that with, with your baby, you know, like who they don't know any other life, but this, but it's also, you know, seeing your mommy with a mask on all of a sudden is confusing to them. I think even at this young of age, or am I just looking into it too much? No,
6: I mean, I think you're very attuned to your baby. You know that she's responding to something that's different. Um, So, you know, one one possibility is to, you know, also sometimes wear the mask at home, you know, even if you're like feeding the baby, not the whole time because they need you know, babies are learning so much when you're feeding them you know, they're not only being nourished, you know, like nutritionally, but they're looking at your face. They're, you know, there's so much communication and learning that's going on. Um, But to normalize it a little bit um, would be to, you know, occasionally put it on, like show them, show her putting it on. It's a little girl, right? Did I? Okay. Yeah. yeah, So, So, you know, you put it on, take it off. I mean, she's too young for peekaboo, but for older kids, it could actually be a little bit of a, you know, you could make it kind of fun. And, you know, it could be worth getting a mask that is something very high contrast. So, you know, babies love black and white, you know, little ones love really sharp contrast. So, you know, a big smiley face or something, you know, a really intricate pattern. They're not really getting that, but something like even a stripe, like what I'm wearing, you know, a a bold stripe or something that you would see in like a newborn's like mobile that you might put, you know, above a crib, that kind of pattern is very engaging to them. But again, I would expose it to the baby in a a calm, safe setting, like at home. Because obviously, if you're going to the doctor's office, even before coronavirus, there's a little bit of maybe tension that happens, right? But now you're adding coronavirus into the mix. And so they're picking up on not just the mask, but probably like the whole energy of the experience. So yeah, but it's okay. Like, she's going to be okay. I just, I think that's like the biggest concern. I think parents are spinning out. Um, catastrophizing like what's going to happen to my kid you know down the road um, is this going to have some long-term effect and we don't really know but kids are really resilient and you know what happens for a few minutes every other week at the doctor's office is nothing compared to that time that they're getting in your family you know with love and attention and kind of normalcy so So she'll be okay.
0: (laughs) Thank you. And thank you for so many great tools and tips. Where do people get your guide? So, because I know I want one, I'm sure that our listeners do as well.
6: Yeah, so I put it up on a little website. It's commonsense.camp and it's a PDF booklet that you can download um, and, you know, walks you through the steps. And then I know because we're so alone and isolated, uh, what I did is I also created a, a private Facebook group for people who are using the guide so that we can support each other, because we're, you know, we're also alone right now. Uh, so I'm, I'm creating what I hope is this bubble on the internet, where there's no judgment, no competition, no mom shaming, no dad shaming, we're all in this together, we're supporting each other. And you know, our, our camp has a motto, which is be observant, be useful, be kind. And my Facebook group has a motto, be kind. So that's sort of driving the, the culture of this private Facebook group. So, I'm really excited. I know it's probably a utopian fantasy, but I'm really hoping we can make it a supportive community because we are all struggling with this.
0: Well, I have to tell you that you lifted my spirits just even talking to you today. And I hope that you guys can feel via the podcast like how much that you actually shine. I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> oh, so I thank you so much for today. And I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. My pleasure. Good luck. Thanks. All right, guys, now I'm going to dig into the topic of education and remote learning and how we can best help our kids. I know as a parent, this is one of those things that's just constantly on my mind, like how can I do my best, but also give myself grace when I'm striking out a little bit. So for our first guest, I'm going to bring on Sarah Fisher, and then we have a couple of other experts there.
2: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop.
0: You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time.
1: Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump.
0: Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're
1: looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise.
0: The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long.
1: So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's
0: streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. It takes so much time out of your day and you may cut yourself by accident. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right, the OG Hair Removal. Not only do I love my Nair, my daughter Slate does as well. My mom used to let me Nair when I was her age, but it was not the best smell back then. But now, Nair smells so dang good. Nair will save so much time, and the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. Like I said, They all smell amazing. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. I also recommend the Nourishing Oat Milk and Vanilla Body Cream. I swear, the scent lasts on your body for hours. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. So I'm super excited to have on our guest, Sarah Fisher. She is the co-founder of Two Moms Media, which is a full-service marketing agency catering to brands that want to reach parents, which like, I really need right now because um, we're essentially in summer break right now, but prior to that, being a full-time working mom, also trying to be a you know, teacher, I'm putting it in quotes, because I'm clearly not qualified and have so much respect for the kids teachers now. Um, but I I really ran into some things that I, you know, I was expecting, but also I didn't know how it would take an effect on me or, or the kids, um, because we were all just kind of thrown into it but for example slate really th- like she th- she was thriving during the during zoom school like she was loving it even though she was struggling with stuff going on with her finger she still was happy to be a part of the class and the activities and love to learn. And then Cruz was completely the opposite. He was like, I am so not into these Zoom calls. He would beg not to have to do them. And, you know, Cruz is five, slate seven. So I have a feeling it has to do with age. I don't know if it has to do with being a boy versus a girl also and different ways that they learn, but it's definitely something that even going into the summer i've been trying to like figure out ways for them to do zoom camps and things like that and they're like not having it so i'm i'm excited to pick sarah's brain i'm sure you guys want to hear as well hi hi thanks for joining us we were just talking about Some of the struggles we're all going into with all the unknowns and finishing off and now being on summer break and how we can help kids with like the COVID slide and all of those types of things. So like the biggest thing for me that I was wanting to ask you about is how to really cope with your kids when it comes to this remote learning and their frustration levels when it comes to doing it because my daughter is love like loved it and my son was like uh no so hard isn't it yes such a
7: struggle it's such a different way of life than we're used to it's almost like a tornado or tsunami came into our house like wiped everything clean and now we've got to totally start over and totally reset how we live our daily lives like we're all used to going to, uh, going out our kids going to school so i think it's really important that we um be mindful of what our kids can handle so childhood development experts say that kids can really only pay attention for 2 to 3 minutes per year of their age so for a 4 year old it's really about 12 minutes we can't expect our young kids to be sitting for an hour in front of a screen learning their schoolwork. We really need to break it down for them. Start and stop, take breaks based on their age. This is really big news for me, right? Even for older kids. A ten-year I've got a 10-year-old. He really can only sit there for 30 minutes before he's going to start to lose it. So I think we have to set the right expectations for what we can expect out of our kids based on their age and their capacity to learn. So
0: what do you think the best thing to be doing during summer right now with our kids to make sure that they're going to be prepared for whatever's coming in the fall, whether it's school or remote learning? Well, there's so many great apps online, right? I go to Common Sense
7: Media a lot, and I look up some of their educational apps. They have wide open schools, which is a whole platform that you can go and they have all these free learning, um, e-learning activities that are totally approved by Common Sense Media. If you don't know them, they rate movies and TV shows and apps based on, violence and sex and other bad things in it so it's a very trustworthy source to find a lot of e-learning activities and this wide open schools is a program they created just for summer learning to kind of catch your kids up right um there's also mathnesium i think you know about that but they have a lot of assessment tools to kind of find out where your kid is at benchmark them when they go back to school in the fall can figure out where they are with math you know also for us i have to say summer for us I, i really wanted to make sure my kids had a break because I felt like the end of the school year was so tough and it was so hard to transition from being in school one day to not being in school the next. I have given them more leeway during the summer. I have not sort of ramped up anything yet because I, I do want them to kind of have a little bit more freedom and feel free to be kids during the summer too. Um, we're all worried about what the fall going to look like in our kids learning. We all want our kids to achieve high academic success. Um, but I do think some of the summer stuff should be a little more relaxed. Do while we have it it's only July
0: right (laughs) I know right um and then what do you think like some tools for us parents who are feeling guilty about you know our teaching capacities and so yeah yeah frustrated or impatient or whatever that may be right well we're not teachers right I mean
7: I'm not a teacher uh I didn't I didn't sign up for this, I guess I would say, but we're dealt with what we have. Um, we're lucky we have resources. So one thing I'm really trying to do is not be so hard on myself all the time. We're not perfect. Uh, kids are going to have temper tantrums. We're going to get in fights. And as one of my friends said on Facebook, she said, sometimes I just lock myself in the pantry and cry. So sometimes we have to take like a mommy time out, right? We do. We have to take a mommy time out. I have a dog and I'll use it as an excuse. Okay. I got to go walk the dog. I need 20 minutes to myself to like, cool down, take a break. So I, I think that's okay. We all have our mental health to take care of. So taking mini breaks, having like a quick vent in the bathroom away from the kids is is fine. Also, um, I really like this site. It's called virtual health partners, and they have a lot of mindfulness uh, activities on their site, meditation, uh, coping skills, mental health um, resources, virtualhealthpartners.com. And it's a really great place for adults to kind of go look up ways to be mindful because we have to have our own sanity preserved, right? During this, because if we're <laughs> not, if we're not in a good mental place, our kids will in turn probably fall apart more. And, and I've learned a lot. It was really hard at first. It, it's gotten a little bit easier, but
0: it's a big culture shift. I, yeah, I definitely feel like it comes in waves and I appreciate you coming on and talking with us and giving us these tips. Um, if people want to find out more information from you, where do they look you up? Yeah, well, our website's twomomsmedia.com
7: and we reach um, and talk to parents all the time about ways to connect with technology and brands they might be interested in. So we'll put some stuff up on our website,
0: twomomsmedia.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Okay, guys. So our next guest is Michelle Torgerson. She is with raisingareader.org, which is so exciting to me because she's going to be talking about best ways to establish a regular reading routine at home, which I know what we do right now, but I don't know if that's the best way. (laughs) It, It seems to work well with my, um, stepdaughter and with my daughter, they're older, they're seven and 11, which Mm -hmm. is like before bed for 20 to 30 minutes, they have reading time. Mm -hmm. Um, and either my husband and I will go down and read with them. But my son who's five, he's like not interested in reading at all. Like Uh I I've gotten all the books. I've tried different things, what he's into. uh, And he's like, no (laughs) ma'am. So what, what are some tips for some different age groups? Well, first of all, Teddy,
8: you're not doing anything wrong. The most important thing is to is try to establish some kind of routine and for the parents to get involved and to make it fun. So reading should be fun, especially reading that's done at home. And some of the tips that we give to the families that we work with would be to do it around bath time. Bath time can be a time where your child's kind of captive and that's uh, within the tub or the sink, in mean, this case probably in the tub, and you're able to enjoy a book while they're in the bath and they're doing something else another time would be i know we're not commuting as much anymore but if there's one or more caregivers within a car sharing a story again when the child's in the car so maybe he'd be into that um also mealtime. so What we do at our house sometimes, I have an eight-year-old stepdaughter, and we'll share from the time she was really little, we would have story time just before we'd sit down to eat. So the incentive would be her favorite meal that was coming up next. But building in that regularity made a difference for her.
0: Oh, that's such a good idea. And question, do you think that it makes a difference if your child is reading from an actual book versus an electronic device?
8: great question and a super hot topic right now because everyone's worried about screen time as we're all living in this time of COVID. So what we're telling and sharing with our communities and what we know is we want our parents to take a little bit of the pressure off, right? There's so many should messages out there and shaming of parents around screen time. So we're really striving for balance. The best way to book what we call book cuddling and to share stories is with the physical book. So, we highly encourage that. But there are a lot of other really great ways to access stories online through places like Epic or Khan Academy Kids. So, it's not, or even your local library. So, we encourage the physical book sharing, um, but using a digital device is fine too. We mostly want parents to take that shame off a little bit and to really just spend that bonding time with their child and make it
0: fun. The kids look forward to that. Yeah, that's for sure. And then every summer, the kids kind of like fall back a little bit, you know, yes. when, they're, when they're out of the routine, how do you recommend, especially now with COVID and all of these other changes, what's your recommendations on how to like kind of push through that, especially yeah. when you're getting that resistance?
8: Yeah. So what you're talking about is the summer slide is what we call it. And in academia Um, and usually kids will lose about 20 percent of their learning that they gained over the school year so we're talking about our kinder first and second all the way through grade school right now with COVID slide because kids have been out since March we're looking at about 40 percent learning loss which is really significant and our isn't that pretty shocking our schools are working to figure out how do we remedy that and what we're saying what we know is if you share books at home and establish that reading routine at home and I'm saying if you can read Anything. My stepdaughter sometimes likes to read the Design Within Reach catalog and I say, that's just fine. Whatever it is that interests her um, is, is really great. But it's establishing that routine of we recommend about 20 minutes a day. And if you're modeling and reading with the child, that makes a big difference as well. So maybe it's structured family reading time. But what we know is that if you do that for a, for a month, if you do that over the summer, you'll gain about a month of those reading skills back at the school year. So we're facing a loss of, a, of about 40% by just, but by simply just sharing a book with your child or supporting your child with their own reading time, we can gain about a month of those reading skills back.
0: That's incredible. What, and I also have a four month old. Okay. How much time do you think you should be reading to uh, like a baby? Yeah, every day. So it's never too early to start. And um,
8: you can start when, uh, you know, while you're pregnant as well. We know a lot of families do that um, during maternal health um, supports. But I would say, you know, again, we recommend for our families it's about that routine. So it's the 15 to 30 minutes of time um, for our babies as well. And we recommend doing that again around bath time or just before bed. Um, And the child will begin to look forward to and really appreciate that bonding time. So especially in a house where you've got lots of kids and lots of stuff going on, what we tell our parents is if you can have that one-on-one bonding time with their child, they will come to really love and appreciate that time. And it's really about the sound of your voice. I'm not kidding when I say you can read a board book, uh, one of my favorite, my friends, or you can read the newspaper, but it's about, again, your child hearing your voice and also getting exposure to more words.
0: Oh, I love that. And I always think that my baby gets excited when she sees like the colorful pictures. <gasps> does she, she, yeah, she kind of like moves uh-huh. her hands like, <laughs> uh, Well, thank you so much. So where do people find out more information on this?
8: Oh, this is so great. Um, so you can you can find us online at raisingareader.org. We have a bunch of resources for parents. We know that we have Kids who are reluctant readers. We have parents who maybe aren't as confident in sharing books with their with their kids, and maybe are a little afraid or embarrassed to share that. So we break down all those barriers around fear around sharing books, and we have lots of tips on our website. We also have a great parent guide that's free, um, our Super Summer um, Family Guide for our rising. 3K, kindergarten, and first graders. That is a, it's in English and in Spanish. And it's for our families to guide their child through five weeks of readiness for school. Cause we know that a lot of our parents are really concerned about getting their kindergartners or their younger children ready to go back to school. you can find that on our website as well. I need
0: that for sure. Oh, I'll send God. you one. Jenny, oh, thanks
8: thank for you. having
0: me. Thanks for coming on.
2: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop.
0: You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump
1: Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump.
0: Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan.
1: And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise.
0: The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long.
1: So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu.
0: For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. It takes so much time out of your day, and you may cut yourself by accident. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right, the OG Hair Removal. Not only do I love my Nair, my daughter Slate does as well. My mom used to let me Nair when I was her age, but it was not the best smell back then. But now, Nair smells so dang good. Nair will save so much time, and the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. Like I said, They all smell amazing. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. I also recommend the Nourishing Oat Milk and Vanilla Body Cream. I swear, the scent lasts on your body for hours. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair Body and Shower Creams available at retailers nationwide and online.
5: Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
0: Okay, guys. So our next guest is John Bianchetti. Did I get it?
9: You did get it. You nailed it.
0: (laughs) Um, From mathnasium.com. Can you explain to us your Kickstart program a little bit?
9: Of course. So the Kickstart program we developed kind of in response to what's being called the COVID slide. Um, this, and really what the COVID slide means that the studies have been done that students, given the fact that they haven't received direct instruction on a lot of math topics over the last 10 to 12 weeks, let's just say of the school year, that they're developing significant gaps in their knowledge. And it compounds what we would normally refer to as being the summer slide. So, as an organization, we, we wanted to offer something that targets those particular critical skills. So, we did an evaluation of national standards and curriculum frameworks, you know, kind of pacing to really identify what a student would have learned in the last two to three months of their school year and create a, a diagnostic assessment around those skills to put together a learning plan um, to make sure they, got, they get what they need. Uh, this allows us to provide that direct instruction that they may have missed over the last uh, couple of months of the school year.
0: Oh, so cool. So what are some of the main tips for like keeping your kids on track right now in regards to math? It,
9: it There is no secret. I mean, if we were in July of any other year, we would be talking about the importance of kids doing math over the summer. Anyway, we know that kids will lose some of the knowledge that they've gained over the course of their school year. It just, just further exacerbates the problem. So um, it's critical when you're working with your child over the summer to really get a sense of what they may have missed and make sure that they get the support that they need. You know, a Mathnasium, for example, even if you're not comfortable with your child going to a physical center, you know, we have an at-home program that allows you to do it virtually from the comfort of your own home, that if the, the issues, are, there are, they arise from this lack of direct instruction and engagement and feedback, that you have to make sure there's some sort of mechanism for them to get that feedback that they need in order for them to move ahead. So, you know, there are a lot of resources out there that you can gather that would allow you to remediate some of those skills and, and make sure that your child has encountered them but somebody has to be there that can provide them that, that guidance and support that they need. And that's, that's a critical part of this whole thing too. Um, and there's a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen in the fall. And, and I, and I think we're, you know, a lot of the impetus behind this was to, you know, help correct what happened over the last couple months of the school year. But when we start to look ahead, there's a lot of uncertainty there too. So,
0: and I mean, obviously I'm asking for a friend on this one, but what if right. mother is not so good at math? Like yeah. my daughter's in first grade and I had no idea, like the amount of videos I tried to watch on what common core math was. <laughs>
10: yeah.
0: Like every time she'd show it to me, I'd be like, yeah, but you know, I had to like stop myself because the way that she's learned math is a completely different way. Right. and i know how to do math i mean i barely know how to do math but um, like for those of us that you know didn't learn this same way how do you engage your family and are still helpful without you know teaching them the wrong way
9: right I mean, and and that's and that's a fair point i a lot of students that we serve at mathnasium they come to us because you know mom just wants to be mom at home and they want to do things and and, and that dynamic either it's the concepts are difficult to teach, or um, you know, like I said, they just want to be mom and, and just support their kids in different ways. Uh, and there's a lot of interesting, pres, you know, presentations of math out there. And uh, you know, it's so important when they're not in the structure of a school environment to have something that provides that structure. So if it's not quite working out at home between the parent and the child, and and they're trying to work through these. You know workbooks or whatever resources you may have pulled online or even some of the more passive online resources that exist where a child just does a bunch of practice problems and they're getting them wrong and they don't understand why and it, it's it, they're hard to explain that you really should seek out a, a resource that will that will help bridge that gap because if a child is experiencing a, a, you know math problems and they're getting them wrong it, it's 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 hurting their confidence and you know, they're, they're, they're kind of reinforcing bad habits within themselves, too. So um, there are a lot of great resources, you know, out there that it's, you know, a live person, there is no substitute for that. Um, and like I said, with Mathnasium, it's a, it can be a completely virtual experience. And we've, while there may be a lot of aversion to kind of virtual online learning, we've refined it over the last couple of years to the point where uh, we are just as effective online as we are in the center. And we provide that live person that will guide them through the material and answer those questions as they arise. And that and that's so important here too.
0: And what ages do you work
9: with? Uh, we work on K- kindergarten through through pre-calculus. Um, our materials support all of that. Um, and we so not only do we put together a a comprehensive learning plan for all of our students, but we also do, you know, homework support or even you know support on just like I said, the kickstart program and just those topics they may have missed. So when they come during the school year, part of the time that mathnasium hour is allocated to helping them with their homework and things like that.
0: Oh, awesome. So where do people find more information on you guys?
9: So like you mentioned, check us out at mathnasium.com. Uh, you can uh, find out all about our program, our at home program there. Um, we're also doing a series of what we call Mathnasium Schoolhouse episodes on Facebook. So if you check us out on our national Facebook page, we go live every day at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday.
0: That is so cool. Thank you so much for joining us.
9: Of course. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year
0: But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come
1: check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you
0: on Hulu. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. It takes so much time out of your day, and you may cut yourself by accident. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right, the OG hair removal. Not only do I love my Nair, my daughter Slate does as well. My mom used to let me Nair when I was her age, but it was not the best smell back then. But now, Nair smells so dang good. Nair will save so much time, and the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin Four days you have to make sure to check out nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams like i said they all smell amazing my favorite shower cream is the moroccan argan oil and orange blossom the scent creates the ultimate pampering experience i also recommend the nourishing oat milk and vanilla body cream i swear the scent lasts on your body for hours Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online.
3: The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Order online at zin.com. That's ZYN.com to start your new journey today with the Zin 10 Challenge. Warning: this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
0: I am so excited to welcome our next guest, Akilah Lyons. She is a former principal and teacher and is now at USC. I have so many questions for you involving um, kids, you know, what the effects of not going back to school or going back to school. What your thoughts are on that?
10: Well, I think that on one hand, it is important for our young people to go back to school, um, but they have to be in a safe environment. I mean, I think for any real, meaningful, authentic, rigorous learning to take place, you know, students have to interact with each other, the environment, their teachers. And unless we have or our schools have the ability to truly, you know, provide all the health and safety measures, um, it may not be possible, which, you know, I think is the reason why we may have to move to the digital platform.
0: Do you think it affects by age, how it's going to you know, affect our kids? Like, do you think younger kids are more affected than older kids or what are your thoughts on that?
10: Um, well, I think it really depends on how teachers, so let's say um, schools move to online learning. Um, I think it really depends on how teachers engage their young people in the classroom um, in a virtual sense. Um, I think, socialization is a really big part of education. Um, it's a part of just being in school, you know, playing, developing, you know, those interpersonal skills, but that can be mimicked on an on, in an online environment, regardless of the age. I think it really just depends on um, if the teachers know how to do that, uh, that they have the ability to do it and that they have support.
0: And if the kids are back in school, you know, obviously they're going to be wearing masks. Some kids are going to have dividers. They're going to be in small groups. Maybe there's not outdoor play. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's going to take a toll on the kids?
10: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I mean, a part of... You know, running an effective classroom, a meaningful or a fun classroom, right, for students of all ages is the interaction piece. It's the engagement piece. So if we have students that have masks on it, I mean, just in terms of language development for the younger ones in particular, that could be difficult. Um, You have students, maybe they are um, second English language learners that may need to see how a teacher um, talks and dictates, you know, Reading his or her lips, um, facial expressions. So, I mean, I think that 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 would be less ideal um, because it prevents that real true engagement that I think children and young people need.
0: So, what are some helpful ways for us to give our kids a little bit extra right now that they're not getting, they're not able to get? because there's no school right now, we're on summer break, and there's not that social interaction piece that they're at least used to getting on Zoom. I know, you know, I suggested to my kids, I'm like, oh look, there's these Zoom camps that we can do. And they were like, no mom, we're good, Uh Like, we're cool.
10: (laughs) Yes, that's how my children are too. (laughs) Um, I think part of it, you know I, I think a lot of it really rests on the schools and the teachers shoulders and I know that we as parents are partners in this because um, they are home and you know we're here to support them. so I would say if there's any um, you know just normal things that you do at home, uh, if they help you cook, clean, things like that can be turned into small learning opportunities for children. Um, I think if they have uh, friends, or peers um, that can meet with them over Zoom. You can use things like Flipgrid, you know, where they can make videos and you know tag team um, onto each other's videos. I think you know those are the types of things that you know we could use um, on top of you know maybe the more traditional you know reading, music, dancing, you know, laughing and playing. I mean, I'm so impressed. I have a going into the third grade, an eight-year-old. And I'm just amazed as to how much he's learned just in at home. <laughs> I mean, he took our boxes, um, toilet paper, paper towels, and he was just building all these forts and, you know, just giving them the space to play, right? Especially the younger ones, um, play is a form of learning. Um, and there are a lot of games online that I know, you know, we don't want our kids to play online all day long. <laughs> but there there are a lot of educational benefits to those as well.
0: Well, my kids are, I, I, this is like a trend right now, I think, I don't know. Some parents, I don't think let their kids do it. But my kids, I think because we have, I, I have an older stepdaughter, she's 11. So they're really into Roblox. Yes. you heard of this. So oh, yes. <laughs> then what happens now, what we do is at four o'clock every day, like after we do all of our things, they have a Roblox zoom and all of their friends get onto this one zoom, all the different ages. And they like go to town and they have an hour of playing Roblox and they really look forward to it all day. Yes. They're like, we're, we're still confirmed for four, mom. Right. You, you hooked up the zoom. Right. I'm like, yes, but like, I don't mind it because I see them laughing and talking yes. with their friends.
10: Yes. And mm-hmm. roadblocks has a, there's an educational component to roadblocks. So, I mean, we can't underestimate um, those things.
0: I mean, plus then I get it for a little bit of bribery because then I'm like, if yes. you, in your chore chart, if you do this, <laughs> then you'd get robux.
10: Uh huh. Exactly. I've
0: exactly. learned so much. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you guys for tuning in to Teddy Teapod. We are all in this together. I feel like I was on a spiritual journey today of the highs and lows. And thanks for coming along with me. Um, I learned so much. I hope you guys did as well. And um, I look forward to talking with you guys again soon. Make sure that you send in any requested topics um, to our email at teddyteapot at iheart.com or to Instagram at teddyteapodcast. All right. Thanks, you guys. Bye.
3: Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Teddy Teapot on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.